up next on Inside Champ Car. Hitting the track at Hallett. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Belanski. He is... Bill Strong. This week on The Big Show, we look back at the eight plus seven hours at Hallett Motor Racing Circuit. Uh, we've got a tech tip that'll keep you hygienically happy. And our guests, the dynamic duo from Kruger Tuned Racing. I always like the fact, Bill, we interview them before we do the start of the show. We do it out of order so we can see cool things like, man, that was a great interview. You got to listen. You got you to stick around. Well, they're Porsche owners. They've got to be cool, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you got to hear the story, by the way, folks, about yeah. how they got this Porsche, because I am way jelly. That's what the kids say, by the way. I am way jelly <laughs> over how they got this Porsche. And if you stick around for about 20 minutes, you'll you'll get to hear that story. So, Well, you started off the show saying hitting the track. Unfortunately, we had a car hit the track. It oh. was a, uh, yeah, Hallett, one of our one of our teams that's a pretty competitive car with us, a 350Z lost their brakes or something Ouch. to that effect, a mechanical issue, and they went off Ouch. the track, hit the tire wall, went through the air, I don't know, 40 or 50 times, we'll make it sound good, 40 or 50 times, landed on the roof, everybody's okay, everybody's good. Except but, uh, the safety car. Measure, safety <laughs> stuff worked fine. Um, but our Flagtronics, you know, we, we, we got to run that this weekend. That was really cool to uh, see how that actually handled it because we got this uh the, the the flaggers at hallett have a special code word they use for when something bad is happening at that moment just mm -hmm. so that everybody can kind of get off the radios yep. and kind of listen and and get ready to start throwing flags we saw the yellows go up in the flagtronics as soon as he said alert and um we waited a second because i think he's assessing the situation sure. that's how what's we're taught on. to do it Yep, yep. And uh, he gets back on the radio. And, and by that time, we can already see on Flagtronics, there is a car number sitting out by the forest <laughs> over the fence. What is wrong over the in tire this picture? Wall, off the track. Wow. Not necessarily in that order. Yes. So let's go back again. <laughs> we just rewound it. Off the, on the track, right. off the track, over the fence, and into the forest. But not into the forest, up against it. Up against and it. And not, well, didn't didn't get quite there but close and um yeah so flagtronics actually told us a lot about that situation and um of course the flags are all yellow but his isn't so that tells us another thing that the uh the unit's in a position to where it can't really receive something so that's <laughs> given us a lot of information about the situation that we can pass on to safety and stuff so so do really the, neat thing the flagtronics have like a transmitter like a, an antenna on top of the car yep. is that how it works okay no it's a, it's actually on top of the unit and it can actually still send out right there but i think it just that was an older or it wasn't updated with the latest software and Got because it. of that it didn't give the uh we had a mustang uh the number 28 the one we talked about right. uh, a couple of weeks ago so they had one in it and they hit some, they had a, the rear lock up on them, went off road. And it, I think it got a little bit of air, came back down and it set off the medical alert system in it. Okay. And so basically it phones home. <laughs> are you all right? It asks you, are it's, you okay? It's, it's and, like, what do they call that thing in the, in the cars? Um, yeah. The, the Chevrolet had Yes, that. yes, yes. OnStar. Yeah. OnStar. So it's like that. Not a sponsor. Not, but not, no. <laughs> and, and it, it, it asked and it popped up and it, it showed it being on the screen. Cool. And uh, so that told us a lot. So, but yeah, that one didn't have the latest firmware update. So uh, if you guys are getting ready for the next races coming up, please uh, update your firmware on the, from the, uh, the website on uh, Flytronics. 
and uh yeah it's Great uh stuff. it was a pretty neat system we we got to play with it a lot and use it and and it was very effective we had one passing under yellow the whole race wow. the whole race weekend so yeah not that many yellows though so i guess the percentages yeah, it's were. hard to pass <laughs> under the yellow if there yeah. aren't many yellows yeah yeah so. yes but i know well, that's been, i don't know that whenever was... they did a full course yellow whenever we put safety on track sure, so sure but still, you would have full. You would yeah, you, you would could. still have some passing under yellows without that. Yeah, systems. as they start get, getting it under yeah. control and everything. And it does become mandatory June first. So right after right. Watkins Glen, it's a mandatory system. Well, and and you know you, you talk about the passing under the yellow. That was a bit of an issue earlier in the season. So uh, it sounds mm-hmm. like uh, the boss has drilled that into the, the heads of the drivers that that's a bad thing. And and uh, you know they can be taught. Apparently, the old dogs can <laughs> learn some new tricks. Yeah. You would, okay. 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 <laughs> we yeah, are talking sorry. about race car drivers, aren't sorry. we? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I, yeah. I digress. So. But yeah, it was it was fun, and right. uh, I just got back home after like twenty weeks on the road. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's been a fun experience. Uh, and your home for... your office is so tidy. I'm so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is all the stuff that came out of the minivan that got totaled a uh, couple of weeks ago, it, yeah. and uh, yeah, I had nowhere to put it. And, yeah. If anybody uh, wonders uh, why we don't do this as a video cast, I'll, yeah, that's I'll, why. <laughs> I'll do a screenshot <laughs> here of this and put it up somewhere. And, and uh, yeah, all my manuals for the Toyotas that I never work on. There you, you know, go. Those things. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, quick rundown. We did. We talked a lot about it in the next segment. But uh, what are we? What 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 all happened on Saturday and Sunday at Halley? Well, set. Let's go back to Saturday. So Saturday, um, we had a good race. Yeah, uh, sounded like it. You know, Kruger Tune Racing ended up winning that race, uh, beat uh, the CU Boulder team, but who but. actually controlled that race was Basil Weenie and their Mazda Miata. Up until the end, they had some part failures on the car, which caused them to, uh, I think they had a hub failure, and that dropped them back uh, pretty far while they fixed all that. Um, Wheels America, same thing. They had some, they had a wheel, for, they had that race under control until they had a hub failure on that car. I think the whole wheel went flying off the car at one point. Wow. It was one of those Miatas might not have been them, but <laughs> we did have some, some Miatas lose, uh, some, uh, Miata hubs. Um, even some of the good ones that aren't supposed to break, I heard kind of broke. So, um, and then the CU Boulder team, those guys, those are, those are college students. They have a, like a formula SAE team, right. you know, it's a yeah. car team and they travel the country, man, racing. And uh, these guys are just getting faster and faster, so much so that Sunday or Saturday, they were only about three tenths of a second off the Wheels America fastest time of the day. Wow. 128.43. They did a 128.411. That's awesome. Yep. And then Sunday, 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 (laughs) um, Basil Weenie wins a race. They so, pretty much controlled the race from the start. We got to get those guys on the show just so I can find out why the heck they're called Basil Weenie Racing because that's just, I don't know. Yeah, I, we there's a story to, behind. There's got to be a story. Yeah, Joe White, who is the brainchild behind that car, builds it. It's his car, right? And Joe is like, you know, I don't know, 150 years old, and but doesn't act it. I mean, that man is smart with a car. Can build a heck of a car, and it's an EcoTech Miata too. EcoTech powered Miata. But uh, and I joke about his age, but he's 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 a he's an old guy and retired yeah. with uh, does this. He has his own podcast as well. Oh, nice. So we'll get Joe on here soon. Cool. Um, they're out of Texas. Kruger Tune 
finished that race in second and the CU Boulder team finished down in eighth, but they did set the fastest time of the day at a one twenty eight seven oh seven, And, uh, uh, they did quite well. The night racing industry or night industries racing Pontiac Firebird did really well too. I was, I was pulling for them like crazy. I kept calling it a Camaro all day. I don't know why I don't either. So I I, I have to ask, did they have a little red light in the front of the car going back and forth? Like, I think it was too fast. You had too much of a red shift. Oh, is that what it was? All right. Science. Science. I, science. I'm, I don't know science. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a science guy. Yeah. Uh, every engineer is going, wait, no, no, it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best name. And, uh, and, and it needs to have card number 2000, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got to we got to work on that. Sorry. My mind. My, we, I, I watched the pilot episode, just a tiny bit of the pilot episode of Knight Rider. Yeah. How that show made it past the first season I have. How that show got out of a pilot is beyond me. But hey. I um <laughs> yeah, I met I met what's his name? Hasselhoff. Um, the Hoff. Yeah. The Hoff at Universal Studios. I okay. think it was in eighty <laughs> I want to say eighty four. Oh wow. He wasn't very nice to the children around him. He was kind of like his later years. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> I um, think if you're probably, you know, a bunch of 10, 10-year-olds are screaming, you know, it just it would drive you crazy after a while. All right. I bet. I bet. All right. Uh, and, and Sunday also, I, I was cool. Uh, another great story that we're going to hear from the guys at Kruger Tune Racing, you know, uh, about why they were as impressed with their second place on Sunday as they were on Monday uh, on, of their win on Saturday. So they finished uh, 21.9 seconds back. That's, I mean, they caught, they had the lead for a bit until they got stuck in some traffic and Basil Winnie was able to pull away and, and, uh, and get it. And it was, it was tough. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those races that, uh, it's, it's about conserving fuel, right? Some of these Miatas had hard times going the, the distance. Sure, sure. So once you get ahead, you got to start rolling off that throttle a bit early, you know, doing, I, doing all the little secret stuff to make it, it go more. It never ceases to amaze me how after seven hours or eight hours, uh, you know, first and second split by 21.997 seconds. It's crazy. And that's that's a mile away compared to some of our races. Right. Right. You know, we got some 14 hour races that it was like a a point one second. I mean, it was close. It was it was less than a second. So cool. So cool. All right. So I know you caught up with the Kruger tuned racing guys after the race on Saturday. Let's give that a listen. Down here with Kruger Tune Racing, wins here at Hallett, Saturday's race. Man, that was a pretty uh, pretty rough day for a lot of teams out there, but you guys ended up doing pretty well and winning this thing. Yeah, we ran a lot of strategy and just tried to run consistent laps, not make mistakes, try to outlast the teams, but still go fast enough to keep close enough to them. I guess it paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they had to come in for fuel at the end there. Yeah, no, yeah, we were... Good on fuel, especially because I was driving so slow. But <laughs> was, it, was it pretty hot out there? Yeah, it's very hot, very hot. But you know, cool suit and stick your hand out the window every once in a while to blow some air in. It, it wasn't too bad. So uh, tell us a little about the car. So it's a '98 Boxster. Um, started as basically a field. It was a field car, like been sitting around for a while, and uh, we got it and built it, and we've been working on it for three years now getting closer and closer doing better we did really well at daytona and so figured we'd be competitive here so yeah 
So who are your drivers this weekend? Uh, drivers, I'm JC Kruger. It's Mark Kruger, my cousin, Josh Jack, and Mike Sinigen. Cool. We got a big crew here this weekend with you. And uh, Ryan Reynolds is our crew, and we got Richard here helping us today as well. Cool. All right, guys. Are you going to do anything different for tomorrow? No, same strategy tomorrow. All right. Cool. Kruger Tune Racing wins here at Hallett on Saturday. All right, well, congratulations to to Kruger Tuned Racing for their win on Saturday and to Basil Weenie Racing for their win on Sunday. And uh, we look forward to catching up with uh, with all those folks. And, again, stay tuned because in just a few minutes we're going to hook up with the guys at, uh, at uh, Kruger Tuned Racing, and you do not want to miss that. Good stuff there. All right, you know what that means? You know what time it is? It's a special time. It's a really important don't time. My, don't, don't have my watch on. Here we go. It's It's this time. Tech tip time here. Go, Bill. Go. It's time to clean your stuff, man. Wait, we, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to clean it. You got to keep your stuff clean. <sighs> no wonder I never clean. got any dates at the racetrack. See, you got to keep those stuff clean. <laughs> Everything. You go out racing. You know, we never race when it's 67 degrees outside and the perf no humidity. We're always racing when it's in the 90s. Clearly 90% humidity. <laughs> oh, yeah. 90% humidity right. or even in the cold of winter. Yeah. You know, we're racing in suits that uh, are, are made of material that doesn't like to breathe that's true you know and they get funky they get skunky and you know and most of us well except for you know there's a few of them out there that are in you know fighting weight you know in the shape best shape of their lives with are no water retention and then there's others me? like us that are well-rounded people ah. that you know we 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 may perspire a bit much we, when we're racing we enjoy the finer things in life Yes, we do enjoy the finer things. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's one of those things that your suit takes a beating. Yep. The underwear for your suit takes a beating. Your balaclava, your socks, your shoes, your gloves, your helmet, the microphone in your helmet. Everything just takes an absolute beating. So what do you do Well, you get home? You just shove everybody just shoves in their bag. They put it in their truck and they take it home. And what do they do? They forget about it. Mm. Uh, I downloaded the car. I got to change the brakes, but they forget about cleaning their suits. So the next race they go to, they pull it out, they get it inspected and holy car, or holy carp. It's got mold <laughs> and everything all over it and just really funky stuff. So what do you do? So you're supposed to wash your race suit. How do you wash your race suit? Well, there's a lot of products out there that you can use. There's some by molecule and we'll put a link in our, in our, uh, the links, the link section the with that. Notes. I've given that to you. Yeah, the show notes. Uh, Molecule makes some really cool stuff for your suits with really specific instructions on how to do it. But there's also other ways. Um, you can microwave. No, I'm kidding. Don't microwave your suit. <laughs> you can uh, clean it from the inside with bleach. Yeah. <clears throat> you, no. no. <laughs> yeah, so oh, wait. Good. That's different. That's different <laughs> yeah, that's altogether. Different. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can use detergents, um, but very gentle this detergents like Woolite. Woolite uh -huh. is a good choice. Um, basically just spot clean any small stains that you have, uh, using the molecule spot cleaner or rubbing or lightly rubbing a mild detergent directly on the affected area before starting the washer, make sure all zippers are closed. All the Velcro straps are, are fastened because if you don't do that, your socks, your underwear, and everything will attach to your suit 
to that Velcro. Yep. So make sure the Velcro is done. And if you, what I do is I have some safety pins. I put some safety pins through that to uh, keep them, you know, keep them closed. And so the suit doesn't come all apart. Um, wow, that's pretty high, hardcore. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, otherwise, and you don't want those Velcro bits rubbing on other parts of the suit mm. or rubbing on like your socks and basically becoming a lint collector for all those bits. Cause then the Velcro doesn't work so well. <clears throat> so once you wash it, what do you do? You just pop in the dryer, stick it on permanent press. Sure. That's what I would do, but that's not the right way to do uh, it. Isn't it like yeah. tumble dry with no heat? No, you really shouldn't tumble dry it. Just hang it up. Oh. Just, just turn your suit inside out, hang it up. And a lot of folks have those super high RPM dry, uh, washing yeah, machines yeah. now, so they pretty much come out close yeah. to being dry. Yeah. Um, at least I do. And that you just I just turn it inside out, hang it on the door. Sure. You know, just hanging it up so the air can circulate. Yeah. I have a vent right over there. And, uh, of course, my wife gets mad for my all my underwear hanging all over the house. But um, most wives you know, do as as they do. Yeah. But just hang that stuff up and uh, let it air dry. Um, you can get those little uh, drying stands that you can hang, you know, set your stuff on to have air circulate. Right. Through it, right. All that. Just hang all your socks up and your gloves. And remember, don't I would never wash your gloves in the washing machine, mainly because they have leather and that that vinyl stuff on it to, to make it so that you can right. um, grip the wheel better. Hand wash those. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yep. And uh, just get the get them out. The same with your helmet. You can take out some of the padding and stuff and you can kind of do that. But I, I don't ever do that. I just basically um, uh, put a dryer sheet in it just to yep. kind of get the smell out of it if well, there is any. And, and, you know, a couple other things you could do is, is you know, on the race weekend itself, have a couple pairs of underwear to, to wear. You know, no, no, nothing's better at the end of like an eight hour when you got another eight hours to go to say, you know, I'm going to put on some fresh undies. And, and it's like it's like taking a shower without taking a shower. So um, and that will help keep the suit a little cleaner, you know, as far as that goes. Uh, and I think I see all the time and it drives me nuts. It scares the daylights out of me is, you know, and especially with endurance racing, because you jump out of the car, you might have a problem with the car. And a lot of times the driver might be the guy who knows the most about the car, you know, and they start wrenching on the car where in their driver's suit and then it gets all full of oil and grease and and you know you look at their their beautiful yellow suit and the and the butt side of the suit's all black because they've been running around under the car if if you're wearing a fire resistant suit that's filled with that's covered with oil and gas it's no longer a fire resistant suit so um try to um uh have like a pair of coveralls to throw on if you got to work on a car over the suit uh or or take it off if you can if at all possible right um uh because uh, chaps it's, you could put chaps on you could put chaps on uh I, that's this show just took a turn um uh or or you could have an apron you know you could yeah. you wear an apron while you're working on a car too that's yeah, a good idea. And there, i've seen guys do that yeah. yeah so you know do the best you can to keep from having to make those big cleanups because and once you get that stuff on it's never coming out it's never completely coming out yeah, the other thing too is don't set it in the sun to dry. Don't set oh, it out yes, on the yes, line yes, to yes. dry because Nomex doesn't handle sun well. UV will eat up that Nomex pretty quick. Yep. Um, the other thing is when you were talking about wearing the suits. Yep. Don't. I see a lot of guys walking around a paddock because they look all cool and stuff with their, do. with their the top down, and they've tie, they've used the arms to tie it mm -hmm. around their waist. The problem with that is it puts. A lot of stress on the zipper, and then your zipper breaks. Right. Ask me how I know this. Yes. G-Force actually told me not to do that. They just let it hang down. Right. Use the belt to actually sure. you know, belt it yeah. in tighter. I have a solution for that. 
grow into your suit? Uh, grow beyond the length of your arms. True. <laughs> if you if you have enough, if you enjoy Saturday nights enough, you won't be yeah. able to tie the arms of your suit around the front. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've killed this one. <laughs> yeah, and and but the most important thing though is is follow the instructions of the manufacturer right. of your suit on how to clean it. But Molecule is a really good stuff, and you can get Molecule by the box ton load pallet size everything because you know we we do a lot of racing you can get that from discoveryparts.com there you go uh one of the series sponsors here with champ car very nice and uh their stuff works pretty well all right uh anything else mr mr bill before we head out and then come back to talk to the guys from kruger tuned racing i think we're gonna have a board meeting oh that's i i had to do the presentation up today Okay. That's kind of got up early this morning, and that's the first thing the boss had me doing. And we did that, and I think it's going to be next week. I'll get once I get the final dates down with uh, Dana and 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 uh, Tyler Pedersen, uh, we'll start promoting that. But I think the board meeting's next week. I think. All right. And is that open for anybody who's a member to sit in and listen and all that? Actually, the whole world can sit in and listen and look at our financials and. Wow. And know that I don't make $400,000 a year by those financials. Well, the, what actually what they actually put on the financials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow, okay. I'm starting a rumor now. I'm really in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. We're going to come back in just a few seconds here. On the other side, uh, we are going to talk with the guys from Kruger Tune Racing, JC and Mark Kruger. Great conversation. You do not want to miss it. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Molanski, and this is Inside Champ Car. Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire Podcast Network, found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps. Welcome back. Inside Champ Car, I'm Brian Polanski. He is... Bill Strong. We're doing this thing called Inside Champ Car, and with us right now are the drivers and team principals of Kruger Tuned Racing, JC and Mark Kruger. They won Saturday's race this weekend at Hallett in a Porsche Boxster. Hello, folks. How are you today? We're doing good. How are you doing, Brian? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Just doing our... Doing our thing here, talking racing, and, and that's, uh, you know, it's, it's like a date, Bill. You and I are, like, dating on Tuesday nights. Does your wife know about this? Yeah, well, yeah, she told me to get out of the room and go to the other room, but <laughs> she's probably thankful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been gone for so long that it's it's loud. She had to kick you the know, other guy out back. before you got home this morning, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Or go. last <laughs> night. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> So, J.C., Mark, thanks for being with us. You guys had a, a big weekend uh, winning Saturday at Hallett, and, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first off, uh, talk to us a little bit about how you guys got mixed up in this this racing game. Uh, Mark, why don't you start with that, with the history of our team? Sure, sure. So, I mean, our history of the team itself goes uh, uh, a long ways back. 1959, uh, my dad was racing uh, SCCA 
a variety of classes and, uh, you know, raced for pretty competitively for about 10 years, I guess, uh, culminating in the 1967 Daytona 24-hour. He was uh, good friends and uh, like town-ish neighbors with Brock Yates Senior, Senior, who was nice. the, you know, car and driver uh, senior editor. Uh, car culture royalty in this country. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, uh, they, they raced together that race and finished 15th in a, in a wonderful Dodge Dart <laughs> you know, sports car Supreme. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, it was, it, it was a real Dodge Dart, not that fake one. Like, you know, the little tiny compact yeah. car, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that, I mean, that happened, you know, in the 60s, 50s and 60s and, uh, I'd kind of got out of racing for a number of years and, uh, I guess in the late 80s, my oldest brother, uh, Chuck, my dad's name was Chuck also, uh, started racing uh, SCCA Sports 2000 class, uh, did that for a few years. My dad crewed, crewed with him, and then my dad got the itch and uh, started splitting weekends driving my brother's car, and, uh, and eventually my brother was like, uh, Dad, you, uh, or he called him Pa, I said, Pa, you need to get your own car. I can't let you drive my car anymore. <laughs> so, of course, he didn't number of years they raced together in the early 90s and uh through through a lot of that time jc or in the 80s jc and i were racing motocross i think jc started what did you 82 i think yeah 1982 i was 12 years old yeah and i, I started when i was 11 and 85 or so 10 or 11 and uh jc did it for like uh well i don't know how long were you racing at jc i raced until my mid-20s or so yeah, so longer than me. I, I raced until I was about, I think, just five years, really, until I started doing school sports, and it kind of got in the way and, you know, moved on from uh, racing for me until uh, uh, I did, did some autocross and DE stuff in uh, 2013, I guess. Right, right. So autocross seems to be a big uh, contributing factor to folks uh, moving on up to endurance racing yeah i started uh, autocrossing too when i got into the car thing back in 1999 i had a mazda rx7 and then that led to de's and then to my first uh what was it called chump car back then but my first mm -hmm. chump car race back in uh 2014 and then i really got hooked after that <laughs> yeah so and jc and, and his dad did a lot of uh, the one lap of america's too so that was yep. uh, something got that's great the itch got yeah it. that's true before before that we got into the open wheel race or the wheel to wheel race and we did five one life americas together my dad and i wow that's always been a bucket list thing for me to yeah. do um with i don't know what kind of car but i just think that'd be a great week of fun it is it's, it's a lot of work it's a lot of sleep depression or deprivation but the the memories and you know in fact, that I got to do it with my dad for five years, that was just really special right. for me, for sure. Cool, cool. So I see, I see uh, a Volvos, I see Mazda RX-7s, I see a Corvette here. H how did y'all get from that to the Porsche Boxster? So I'm going to blame the sailings team for this. I was, 
I was Everybody a, does. Yeah, I was at a Watkins Glen race, and I think it was the first race that they raced their boxers there. I was always a big fan of them because they were racing RX-7s, and I'm a huge RX-7 fan. Yeah, right. And then they show up with those boxers, and I was like, holy mackerel, those things are really fast. <laughs> and I told my friend Mike that, who's a spec boxer racer, and he was like, yo, I've got a spare boxer. Do you want it? I need a I friend like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I have a spare boxer. Would you like it, friend? Where do I get one of those? Can I go on like Match.com? Do I have to swipe right to get to one of those? Well, there, let me tell you about those boxers. I, I want to say it was maybe two years ago when um, they were starting to get really popular. You could pick them up all over the Washington, D.C. area, northern Virginia area for a couple of grand. I mean, they had uh, ripped tops and water damage on the interior but they were cheap, man. And plus, I think they had those IMS issues, some bearing or something inside the engine would just either go bad or wreck an engine or it hadn't been replaced yet. So it was cheaper just to sell it for real cheap. Well, you could find them everywhere. Yeah. And I think they were marketed as a, a you know, like an affordable Porsche. And then yeah. the people who bought them realized that having a Porsche involved maintenance and that maintenance yeah. wasn't a inexpensive. Lot of it, yeah. Um, and, and they just kind of were, weren't treated terribly well. So, but, so, so you were given a boxer. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was a great deal. Cause he, uh, we traded uh seat time for the boxer and I was like, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, I spend all this money to turn it into a race car, which, um, <laughs> turned out to be, you know, it, it was still, re- it was still really uh, a good deal, you know, getting the car that way. But, yeah. Um, yeah. We, we got that, uh, 19 i got it in the beginning of 19 and our first race was it in sebring that in the yeah, December that. Of that year and yeah we've just been uh it's it's a great little car i've I hadn't been really into porsches i own another one or my, i should say my wife owns one now but um yeah I, I really like it it's a fun car it's uh easy to work on they're quick i mean that helps that porsche you know builds really good sports cars for the streets and they makes them easy to translate into race cars so you guys have one of those four liter engines in it? No, it's a two point five liter engine. <laughs> it's got a special turbo boost in the front that you can't see, though. I'm right. just che- I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm, I, I'll take my champ car hat off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So an impound on Saturday, Thomas is underneath there with a tape measure, and I'm like, what the heck is he measuring underneath there? And he was measuring axles to see if we'd done yeah. a six speed swap to it. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> You know he just gets under a car with a tape measure and just says whatever he wants, right? <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, who was that? I think somebody did that one time. They were just sitting underneath the car, and it's just like, what are you doing down there? He said, oh, just make, making everybody nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends like that. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about Hallett. I, I understand Saturday was a pretty good run for you guys. Tell us about your trip on Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday, um, uh, yes, it was. Uh, we started off. There was just a lot of fast teams at this this race, and I knew we could be competitive. We're not necessarily the fastest drivers at, at any of these races, but you know, I just tell the my drivers, um, who is Mark and uh, Mike and Josh, um, you know, run as fast as you can without making mistakes and. The longer you stay on the track, I mean, and, you know, it's going to help us in the long run, you know, being consistent lap times and not making mistakes. You know, you think about one spin 
cost you 15, 30 seconds if you don't hit anything. And then, you know, you're never going to make that time back up. So um, we just kept our heads down, uh, kept doing really good pit stops. And, you know, we go out on our last stint and we're in second place, two laps down. Um, and then Basilini has an issue and we're close enough to capitalize on it. So yeah, that worked out really well on Saturday. It was a tough race. We started out with about, I think, tw- yeah, 22 cars started the race. Uh, one failed to start. And I want to say by about halfway, we had maybe 12 running and it was tough. I mean, it was, it, it's the track doesn't seem that hard on cars, but, uh, you know, it, it just it took a lot of cars out. I mean, not necessarily the track. It could have been prep um, on the cars or just maybe cars are just coming to end of life at this race. Um, but uh, you guys did pretty consistent 130s. And the CU Boulder team, man, they were pulling on you guys. They were sitting there doing 128s. And, yes, uh, but they had to do an extra fuel stop because yeah. they couldn't do two-hour stints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As soon as I saw that, too, because they were one of the teams we were watching, as soon as I saw them come in in an hour and a half, I was like, okay, right there's four laps I can gain on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you could get four laps on a stop. That was – yeah, I forgot. That's a, It's a small track. And uh, I discovered that when I'm trying to take pictures of some of the cards. It's like, oh, I got time to move over here. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, there they go. So, yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. A minute 30 goes by pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, the, the number six, Basil Weenie, they had some issues. And uh, once once you saw them drop out, I mean, that was – or pull, pull back in the paddock. You think you had it? Well, to, to make it even more interesting, uh, JC's radio wasn't uh, – he couldn't hear us in the pits. We could hear him. So uh, he didn't know what place he was in. We're in, ah. we're in, like stressing about it, and he would say something to us, and I'd run out with a sign up, go up to, to pit in, and put a sign out, and hope he'd understand what I'm trying to tell him. <laughs> he didn't yeah, know he wanted until he came in and parked in in uh, in uh, impound. Yeah, I, I came in and uh, uh, Thomas was like right there, and I was like, because I saw the checkered flag come out for me, and like first and there was like it wasn't already out when i came around the, the right. final turn and i was like so when i came in the impound i asked thomas I was like did i just win that race <laughs> <laughs> that, and yeah. that's your first win right yeah that's our yeah. first overall win yes we've yeah. uh we've got one class or two class wins between the the north team and the south team okay so yeah. what's this north team and south team thing what's that um so I'm in the South team. I live down in Texas and you know, we run the Boxster and I've got an arc seven that we run too, or we have run, we haven't run it in a while. And then the North team up where Mark lives is where his brother and my dad live. And they have a Volvo 940 that they, they run up in uh, Watkins Glen. And that's pick. right. And yep. Yep. It's, I think a, it's, it's more, it's more a Chevy than it is Volvo. It's a Chevolvo. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's got an LS uh, or something in it. 350 yeah. or something. Yep. So we run in, in that that bad naughty class of EC, uh, but we have fun. There's a bunch of EC cars up this area that we yeah. uh, that we you know race against if we can finish. Uh, <laughs> but it's fast when it's going. That's for sure. It's fun. Yes. Yeah. So the Chevolvo must be the only Volvo in North America that doesn't have electrical problems, right? I don't. Know. You have to ask Randy Popes that. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've had a couple of Volvos, and I I, I must have spent. 
I don't think I've spent more time changing light bulbs in any car I've ever been involved <laughs> with than a Volvo. It was just inherently horrible with electrical. Yeah, the, the Volvo was uh, kind of a, I mean, a long story, I guess, but my dad had a Volvo and Jeep dealership years mm. and years ago. And so Volvo was kind of a special thing for us. And, nice. Uh, after JC and his dad did the one race at the Glen, and we were up north, we were like, let's, you know, try to do this. My brother, uh, who had my younger brother, who had moved to the Philippines, uh, he left two Volvos, one that mostly ran and one that definitely didn't. So like, oh, well, we got these two cars. We can make one out of them. And I mean, literally, no, it's really a stupid idea. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as, as the old uh, CEO used to say, you know, I didn't pick your car. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know that was our fault. We picked the Volvo. <laughs> but uh, well, they look good on still paper. Fun. They look yeah. good on paper. I mean, it, what was that ad? Uh, until Ferrari built a station wagon, this is it. You know, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So, how, how how did Sunday go? I think you guys came home second on Sunday, right? Yep. We did, second. and actually, I'm more proud of our job on Sunday than I uh, the Saturday because you know. Went in the race on Saturday, we started a lap down. And so we basically started last. And by the end of the first stint, we were second place. Two JC laps behind. That. Yeah, that's so why I drove first on Sunday. And uh, we got up to second place, two laps behind Basil Luini. The second driver, Mike, uh, unlapped ourselves, got us on the same lap as Basil Luini. Our third driver, Josh, Passed Basilini for the lead, yep. made a mistake, got passed back, <laughs> and then got back by him again, gapped him by about 20 seconds or so. And then the last stint um, happened right at that last yellow. And right. we lost the lead because uh, we were in the pits when that came out and we lost the lead, but came out we were the when the race start restarted, we were second place right behind Basilini. And um, uh, Mark, or <laughs> they kind of jumped the gun. Oh, so Mark drove the, the last in and they kind of yeah. jumped the gun on the restart and gapped us by about 14 seconds. But Mark worked up to two seconds behind him and then uh, some faster traffic behind us that was like multiple laps down caught us and he got tangled up in that, lost some right. time. And then, you know, we still finished second, 20 seconds behind uh, first place, but I was really proud of our team, how, you know, we came from starting a lap down dead last back right. to second place, only 20 seconds behind. I mean, that was a, that was a tough ending. I mean, it was just, everybody was pushing as hard as they could. Yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and we were running a, a live stream in our thing so they could watch, uh, they watch all the little mistakes I'm making, trying to push a mid engine Porsche a little too hard as, not the best no. recipe, uh, no. but uh, I kept it on track and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was exciting. I was a little disappointed to finish second, uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Obviously it was awesome time. The, uh, it was a JC when I interviewed him, you, you talked about all, you know, dialing out all the oversteer or the snap oversteer as the mid engine folks call it. Um, you spent a lot of time dialing that out. Was that hard to do or did you do a lot of testing to get that out of there? So once again, I can credit sailing's team for that. So just looking at their car and their impound gave me some ideas and mm -hmm. we tried them out. And then yes, we did some, a bunch of testing on it and uh, 
made some tweaks and yeah, it's, it handles a lot like just a front engine car. Now you can, uh, you know, rotate the car with the throttle in the mid corner mm. now, which uh-huh. we, yeah. when it was set up before you could not do that at all. It would just come around on you. So yeah, yeah especially it, it helps in the a lot. Wet. Yes, especially, yeah, especially in the wet. Yeah. And so you know, it car, helps. Go ahead. Is the car pretty stable in the, uh, in the wet? It is. Uh, we, when we first started racing this car, we had a much stiffer suspension on it, which was great in the dry, but holy mackerel with it, a nightmare in the wet. So it's a softer suspension now. Um, and it is, uh, yeah, a lot uh, better in the wet. So what's up yeah. next for Kruger Tuned Racing? Where do you guys head to with this car next? Uh, this car, uh, Mid-Ohio, is going to be our next race. I'm going to do the day and a half drive to get it up there and I've only, I've, I've done the, driven there once with the, on during the one lap and it's a spectacular facility. Yep. So yep. looking forward to doing a, a much longer race there. Yeah. Now that. you, you guys had uh, some problems going home from this uh, Hallett race or you, you got around <laughs> the problems. There was a lot of storms. This holy, holy macro. Those were some storms. I've lived in Texas for almost 20 years now and I've never seen a storm that looked like that. It yeah. was very impressive. Yeah, we just waited. It was sitting right over 35 heading back south, and we just waited until it moved off and then, you know, delayed us a couple hours. But it was a spectacular light show, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was well, that's nothing cool. I've ever seen up north, that's for sure. And, no, you know, no. You look at a radar, and you're like, what's beyond purple? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're up in Buffalo, that area, it's a purple is usually a lot of snow or something, you know, it's yeah. just yeah, you're yeah. getting six inches of snow in an hour. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Pretty cool. All right, guys. Well, congratulations uh, on on a great win on Saturday and 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 the to kind of have the stick to itiveness to work through Sunday and uh, and come home second. Uh, anybody you want to thank out there? I mean, I'm sure you got a whole slew of of sponsors that you wanna you wanna talk about here. Um, we don't technically really have any sponsor sponsors, um, but I would really like to thank our families, our wives. My wife specifically, my mom, my dad for helping me get into cars. I mean, they've everything I know about cars I've learned from my dad. So that's um, a huge thanks to him. My mom comes to a lot of our races and uh, helps out a bunch. My wife helps out a bunch. I'm sure Mark has the, the, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my dad was a, you know, Oh, uh, a big influencer, obviously. And I didn't get racing when he was still alive, which uh, is a big regret. But, uh, you know, a lot of support from from JC's parents. You know, I mean, I was I've always been close to them, too. And uh, my wife, obviously, you know, allowing me to do stuff that she would rather me not do. Uh, you know, actually, this past weekend, she watched the like the last part of the last half hour of my stint. And she's like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> um <laughs> And, and my, my oldest son, uh, Mike, is uh, uh, 21, and he's done two races at uh, Pittsburgh in the Volvo. So it's uh, it really is a family thing for us. Uh, you know, we do these races, and uh, it's not just a race. It's a family reunion. You know, that's right. that's a big push for us. It's Even with the guys that JC has, uh, friends, Josh and Mike, they're just a extended family for us. Nice. All right. Well, that's going to do it here, Bill. Anything else before we head out? That's, I do have one question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck raced with Brock Yates at the 67 Daytona, uh, 24 hours of Daytona. How'd yeah. they do? Uh, they finished 15th. 
Wow. Overall. They, yeah. They, they, uh, from what my mom tells me, uh, the Dodge actually had a professional pro team there. And, uh, and, and I mean, it was just my dad and Brock racing and, and doing it all themselves really. And wow. when, and my old, my two older brothers were there, yeah. uh, but they were just younger and messing around. But when the, the pro team broke Dodge team, uh, those guys actually came over and started helping them, you know, get, getting them on track and stuff. Uh, nice. Wow. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. They beat some pretty big names. If you look at the actual results out there, they beat some pretty big names. Uh, 1967 was a, you know, a pretty, pretty good year. And that, that was race. a big transition in sports car racing. You started getting the really high power stuff coming in. Yeah, and, yeah. and was that when they had the big wing super bees? Is that what the nah, pro team was, was running? That was 60. No, that was later. Okay. That was, uh, yeah, that was like 69 was the Dodge Charger Daytona. And You'd remember the, uh, that bill 70. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> older. <laughs> there we go. Hey, this yeah. isn't being filmed, right? Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, and you know what the, the thing is? I control that video now. So, Bill, you you, you know the address. Uh, you can make that check out to B R I A N. Yeah, yeah. There anyway. we go. Thanks, guys. This is this this is a pretty awesome weekend there in Oklahoma, and uh, uh, it's great to see a new team, newish team, uh, win for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. We definitely, uh, you know, it was a great weekend. We really like racing with the, the Champ Car Series, so we look forward to our next race. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's Thank you. JC and Mark Kruger from Kruger Tuned Racing. They won the Saturday race at Hallett, a Porsche Boxster, and uh, did pretty darn well on Sunday as well. Thanks, guys, for being with us. When we come back, uh, we're going to take a preview, a little preview, a look ahead to Watkins Glen. Uh, that's coming up next on Inside Champ Car. Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen. But with ChampCar.Live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car, trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live full race coverage with in-car and trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out ChampCar.Live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. ChampCar.Live. Come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge. And we are back to Inside Champ Car. Bill Strong, Brian Polanski. You know, I feel like, Bill, I say this every week. Some good guys. Yeah, they're they're fun to race with. They're uh, fun to watch race. And, uh, you know, that's always a, a good combination. Well, and I'm always fun to talk to guys who drive Porsches because that's my those are my faves. <laughs> that's my dream. Yeah. Someday I'll get past yeah. my midlife crisis and actually be able to afford a Porsche. So so so, um, you know, Paulie's little announcement there where he says, uh, they only need that seat, edge of the seat or whatever. Yeah, the edge. Um, Yes, there was an end. I, you know, on my three week trip just recently, um, they were talking about Jan Gabriel. I think he's the one that actually did the announce that that announce or that type of or style of announcing. Okay. For the drag strips and all that. Sunday, 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 Sunday. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great Lakes yeah. Dragway was the one I used to hear. That was the drag race up in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, or just outside of Lake Geneva. 
And uh, they actually, if, if, if anybody's watching at home, which they're not, there's a trophy over my whatever the left shoulder, shoulder is. Yeah. And uh, the tall one back there, that was my one drag race and my one trophy, my one first place at a drag race. I figured I'm never going back to drag racing again because I'll never do it better. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I beat a Corvette with a Fiero. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. It was awesome. <laughs> It was so much fun. Anyway, yeah, good guys. Congratulations yep. to the the t- Kruger Tuned Racing Porsches. Uh, Porsche, they won on Saturday at at, uh, at Hallett, and what a great conversation. So, cool, cool, cool. So, you know, got to put Hallett in our rearview mirror now and, yeah. and talk a little bit about Watkins Glen coming up. Uh, big numbers for Watkins Glen. You guys are going to have some fun up there. Yeah, we have 2,614 cars signed up. <laughs> or is that? We had 115 um, earlier this week, but and some people freaked out on the internet. 115 cards, oh, it's gonna be mayhem. And now it's Mr. Dana, yeah, Mr. Dana Morrison. He he plans this. We have enough experience in this series over the last uh, 12 years to know that we're gonna have some dropouts, sure. guys that don't get their cars done in time. So we're down to 108. Okay. So uh, that's also still a good race, I think. And uh, we have a lot of folks coming out. Visceral Racing will be there with their three cars. Warrior Racing, two cars. There's a whole bunch. Triple R will have uh, two or three cars there. Salens is bringing all three, the uh, two Porsches and one Mazda RX-7. So that'll make some teams happy uh, with the RX-7. Um, we've got Rossmar Racing showing up with two two cars. Um the Punisher will be there, or Porsche 928, which we haven't seen a 928 in a while. I think the last 928 I saw there was a uh, Visceral attempted to race one, but it didn't end well. MLC Racing's bringing three cars, two Chevrolet Corvettes, and a BMW. How's that trailer going to look with all the spare parts in it? <laughs> It'll be expensive spare parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. MDR <laughs> Motorsports. And then... Uh, Troy Trulio and the McKibben's Biohazard Racing will show up with the Troyota MR2 V6 2.0. There you go. Uh, that's that center-seated Toyota MR2. NBR, NBM Performance will have two Mazda Miatas there. Uh, Laps of Honor will be there with their Corvette. It's a beautiful gray Corvette EC car. Um, let's see. Junk Player Specials there. They're, they're out of uh, the Ohio area. They're always at our Northeast races. Haywood Racing's got two Miatas in the race. Uh, good bad and the ugly they're going to be there with their corvette um if that thing can stay together and and not have issues like they did last year uh they should do quite well flying ghost will be there with the frozen rotors and the hawk performance bmws uh let's see continuous rotation racing which is their monster miata i love that name continuous rotation racing yeah absolutely Um, yep boston winers returns with their slew of bmws they've got three cars in this race they've been coming to this race forever my team bliss racing will be there with their chevrolet camaro z28 um i'm taking my gear with me you never know okay and uh, atlanta speedworks is called coming up all the way from atlanta to be there with uh their porsche boxer and their honda crx but 90 racing will be there with the old 90 on the side of the car (laughs) <laughs> um, instead of the number one, and they'll be there with the R Bank Racing uh, Saab 900, and uh, that's oh, that's a nine. Sorry, that's a Saab 900, not the Honda. So that's that'll be cool. But what's going to be kind of cool is Visceral Racing's 959 um, will be at the track 
and we will present Ron with his number one national championship number for the doors. And Dana will get that done on Friday. Nice. So, uh, that's yep, what we got to look forward to. Cool, cool. cool. Yep, yep. All right, anything else they should know getting ready to go? I mean, is there any special Make, rules, anything? Oh, with uh, Watkins Glen, there's a ton of special rules. <laughs> right. Make sure, yeah, make sure that you guys download the supplementals and read them. I don't care if you're driving the car, towing the car. If you're looking at the car, you download those SUPs, read them, learn them, know them, because <laughs> you're going to need them when you get to the track, I, and you follow the instructions. I should read the SUPs into a podcast so people can listen to them on their way to the racetrack. That might be the <laughs> only way they'll they'll get them in right yeah, maybe that that's so, i'm liking this idea yeah make sure you read those stops because dana's got a lot of important information in there and download it right before you leave because things change the track notices something oh we're not doing it that that way anymore we got to do this way um make sure you see the emails from dana the whole bit he'll be sending those out shortly um i'll read the subs like it's a romance novel with breaks <laughs> and and pauses <laughs> <laughs> and lots of questions. Do not put stakes in the concrete. Oh, you have to do it like for your chat. Yes. You have to do it like William I Shatner. can do it that way too. <laughs> stakes. Well, you're in your... LA. Maybe we can get William Shatner oh, too. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think we're going to have a new thing. We got a new thing coming, guys. All right. Or, yep. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Anything else before we wrap this one up? <sighs> Great to be home. And uh, sure. great to see you guys again. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for coming up to me at the track and saying this is an awesome show. I said I, I keep telling them over and over again, I do all the work. I'm awesome at this. And uh, Brian just is the eye candy for this show. But, uh, no, Brian, everybody's saying this is a great little show. They like listening to it. And thank you again. If I am the eye candy, this show is screwed. <laughs> That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. If you, It would also be great if you'd share it on your social media channels. Uh, comment on the Champ Car Facebook page if you like it. If you don't like it, the Facebook page to comment on is Bill Strong's. Uh, especially if it's a good one, uh, we'll take that. We have new episodes every week. He is Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network.